Grower podcast. I'm your host, Richard, and I am on a mission to grow my fruit, vegetables, and herbs in my lawn and garden. Each week, we delve into the exciting world of growing our own food, sharing my own tips, my own experiences, and inspiration to help you on your gardening journey. In today's episode, we're focusing on a topic that can truly transform your garden, companion planting. It's a fascinating technique that involves strategically planting certain crops together to enhance their growth, deter pests and promote a thriving garden. But before that, let's find out what's going on down on the allotment. Today is Saturday the 10th of June 2023. It's eight o'clock in the evening and this is my second trip to the allotment today. Now the reason for that is we are on a weather warning at the moment with I think it's an amber alert for high heat and it certainly has been a warm the last few days. Now when we get these warm days what I like to do is just restrict the time that I'm either on the allotment or even in the garden to early in the morning or late at night and that's certainly what I've done today. Now obviously during the week I still come down to the allotment and tackle things as well but the focus on these visits has really been on weeding and watering. That's all I really want to focus on at the moment because of this high weather it seems a little pointless trying to tackle anything that's might be a bit too strenuous and also the fact that my plants are going to be in desperate need for water they're going to be very very thirsty so that has been my focus weeding and watering and anything else that I have got done has just been an added bonus so let me bring up what else I have been doing of course so one of the first things that I have done this week is actually I've harvested a row of potatoes. These were my first early potatoes. The variety is Rocket. And the first row, I've got to admit, we didn't get a huge amount of potatoes out of them. But the potatoes that we did get were delicious and a nice size on a whole. So we're happy with that. We, we took them home. We got a good couple of meals out of them. So we were very, very happy with that. We still have, of course, a few more rows to go through. So we're not, not worried about there not being many. Hoping the rest of the rows are going to be doing better and better. Now that's obviously a bonus, getting potatoes. You know, I love potatoes. First harvests along with broad beans and rhubarb that we are getting as well but I've also have been planting out a few plants as well I've planted out some purple sprouting broccoli just into the bed with my Brussels sprouts these are going to be in the bed for quite a long time next year this bed is going to be for the spring sown onions so by the time they come out they should be ready to go in and I've also planted out some cauliflower these are going to be a summer cauliflower which we're expecting just before the end of the summer so once those cauliflowers come out again our garlic or onions overwintered will be going into that bed afterwards it's not a case of trying to move things along make space and try and have something in all beds at all times now one thing that i should have mentioned when i took out the potatoes probably won't be doing it this week but i think when we get a second row of potatoes out i will start planting my leek seedlings into that bed as well just to start putting that bed back into use too so as i said 
I'm trying to always have something growing in all beds. Not always that easy. I have got two empty beds at the moment. One because it's still grass. I haven't really prepared it because of the time I built it. And the other bed is where the peas are meant to be grown, which have just been a disaster this year. We just cannot seem to get peas to grow at all. Because it is a bit cooler, I have been able to get into Grandad's greenhouse. And everything in there, I've got to say, is doing really well. In Grandad's greenhouse, what I've done is I have set up all my tomatoes to be growing in tubs, which are like a wicking bed system. So what I've done is I've drilled a hole on the side about an inch from the bottom. And when I water, it creates like a well instead of all the water just draining out. Filled it up with compost, of course, and planted into the top of that. But it just wicks water up. And I've got to say, it's not having any problems with water drying out in there, even though we've had some really, really hot weather. But what is happening, the tomatoes are growing like mad, but they seem to grow in multi-stems, which is obviously a sign that they've got a lot of water, I think. Uh, my tomatoes in the greenhouse at home are a single stem, and they're all the same variety, same as the ones outside, but these ones are just growing into, like, multi-stemmed plants. So, you know, I'm not worried about that. That's just the joys of gardening. What I am really pleased with is, that of course, we're getting flowers but we've also got some green tomatoes showing on some of them as well. Obviously, they're going to ripen into those beautiful red tomatoes, which are going to be delicious. Cannot wait, but I'm just so, so happy that these things are growing and they are growing happily. More importantly, I'm just pleased that when I eventually get these tomatoes. Tomatoes for me are a necessity. They are something that we have to grow a lot of. Of course, we want to grow lots and lots of tomatoes to, to eat, but we also want to be able to have plenty of tomatoes to go in the freezer in the form of passata or pasta sauce and etc etc. So we are, one of the things that we are going all out on this year is tomatoes. I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to get a good load of tomatoes in our, our freezer. Now something else that happened this evening, funny enough, my allotment neighbour, I say neighbour, she's a, a, while, a bit further away actually, she's the one I've had to jumpstart her car a couple of times. As she was leaving, she just threw a bag of vegetables my way for us to have, which is very, very grateful, uh, very, very welcome as well, you know. We probably don't need them, but I'm sure we will use them. We've got plenty of vegetables, of course, but we will pot them to good use. I think she's just trying to be thankful for the fact that I jump-started her car a couple of times. Right, well, I am going to head on home and jump in the shower because it is still stickly hot. I'm hoping it's going to cool down and we're going to get some rain over the next couple of days. But something I'm also doing this year is companion planting. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in just a moment. Are you enjoying the Veg Grower podcast so far? I hope you are. And if you are, then perhaps you would be good enough to leave us a review on your podcast provider. But if you really want to support our podcast, then please consider becoming a member of our supporters club and gain exclusive benefits that will take your gardening experience to the next level. For just £5 a month, you have access to a wealth of perks that will enhance your gardening journey. As a supporting member, you will receive free seeds each month that are perfectly timed for sowing that very month. And this week, we have been sowing butternut squash and kale seeds. 
a lot of fun going on with these seeds to say the least and imagine cultivating your own delicious butternut squashes and nutrient-packed kale right in your own garden but that's not all we also treat our supporter members to extra behind the scenes content with our exclusive behind the scenes podcasts and we dive deeper into gardening techniques and uh, have a lot of laughs along the way to become a member and unlock these fantastic benefits simply head over to our website at the vegegrowerpodcast.co.uk and your support will help us continue producing these episodes inspiring gardeners worldwide and spreading the joy of homegrown produce well this week i wanted to delve into the fascinating world of companion planting now companion planting is basically where we strategically grow certain plants together to create a mutually beneficial relationship and today i just thought i'll go through a few of the options that i am practicing and do myself and don't forget to share your own ideas of companion planting now onions we are coming to the end of a season of onions of course but they are fantastic companions in a vegetable garden because they emit natural pest repellent properties they emit this strong odor that deter pests such as the aphids or the carrot flies so it's well worth interplanting onions with susceptible vegetables such as carrots beetroot or even lettuce and what i tried to do i've had a lot of trouble getting carrots to germinate this year but what i do like to try and do is have a row of carrots and a row of spring onions next to each other that way in theory we shouldn't get any problems with carrot root fly now another thing that we are growing this year and we've done this in the past as well is marigolds marigolds they have those beautiful vibrant coloured flowers that just bring in a lot of beneficial insects such as ladybirds and hoverflies. Marigold flowers can be edible as well so it's, it's another reason to grow them in my opinion. Now marigolds release this fragrance that repel nematodes in the soil and many other harmful soil dwelling organisms again it's well worth just having a few marigolds planted in your gardens amongst your vegetables just to help with that and this could be pot marigold or african marigold choice is entirely up to you another plant that we think of as a flower and generally considered an ornamental is nasturtium but nasturtiums are also edible flowers edible leaves they've got this beautiful peppery taste and i've got quite a few nasturtium plants they've planted out this year but what these are really good at is acting as a trap crop so they will attract aphids and other pests away from your vegetables if you get a lot of aphids on your blackboard beans Grow some nasturtiums with them and you will find the nasturtiums have the black fly leaving your broad beans free. But it's not just broad beans, of course. Other crops such as brassicas, cabbage, broccoli, your cucumbers, so on and so on. Anything like that that just you want to divert the black fly away to keep your crops good. Now one particular pairing of two edible crops that is in my opinion a must especially in a greenhouse is the dynamic duo of basil and tomatoes now these two plants they make a delicious pairing on your plate but they also have a really symbiotic relationship in the garden basil helps repel the pests that commonly affect tomatoes such as aphids and whiteflies its aromatic oils act as like a natural 
deterrent. So what I like to do around the base of my greenhouse, around the base of my tomato plants, I plant a few basil plants as well. And the partnership just benefits each other. They boost growth and they boost the flavour. Tomatoes with basil growing around them taste so much better. It's amazing the difference it really makes. Basil seeds are really, really cheap, really easy to grow. So I try and have quite a few of those I can just pop in at various locations. I've got quite a few tomatoes growing outside this year as well. So we're going to throw in some basil in that bed too. Now on that note of herbs, a lot of our aromatic herbs really do benefit as well other crops. Now this could be thyme, oregano, sage, dill is absolutely amazing as a companion crop. We can throw that in with our brassicas to help deter the cabbage of butterflies and many other pests. The strong scents of these herbs can confuse and repel the pests which just reduce the damage to our plant. Now what I like to do is have a few of these herbs growing in pots and I just move those around the garden, around the allotment, adding them into beds as and when I need them. So at the moment I'm looking at my brassica bed and in there I've actually got a pot of dill growing which just keeps off the cabbage white butterflies so for me that is a great idea and it also just adds a bit of of color and a bit of interest to the garden as well i'm a big fan of growing herbs for many many reasons and this is just another reason to grow herbs by incorporating all these onions basil marigolds nasturtiums herbs and many other companion plants into our garden strategy we can end up having a thriving well-balanced vegetable garden without the need of pesticides herbicides it's such a great thing to do that i really really think we should all be practicing it that's just a few that I practice myself of this companion planting methods, but I'd like to know if anybody does any themselves. There is one method that I haven't mentioned, and that's the free sister method. I've tried this in the past, and I've not had much luck with it, if I'm honest with you. But this is, again, companion planting. You grow sweet corn, then you have beans that use the sweet corn as a climbing frame, a climbing post, a trellis, and then you also add in some squash and what happens is obviously the sweet corn is used as the climbing frame a trellis beans add nitrogen to the soil which benefit the squash and the sweet corn and then of course the squash acts like a natural mulch it shades out the soil which reduces evaporation and reduces weeds and because squash vines can be a bit spiky they can also help deter certain rodents badgers away from sweet corn as well so that's another one that i'm throwing in there i've tried it in the past i've not had much luck with it for various reasons but it's certainly one that i will be attempting in the future possibly even this year uh, just to give it a second try to see how we get on with it but if you've got any other companion plants that you use yourself then please do get in touch and share these ideas i would love to hear your companion planted right let's find out what's been going on in the vegetable garden at home. It's Sunday the 11th of June 2023 today. I'm just sat in my, my garden here at home and reflecting on what's been going on over this last week. I mean, the first thing that I've got on my, my list is, as has been going on down on the allotment as well, is it has been hot. Luckily, that hasn't affected me too much in the garden at home because it means that I tend to do my gardening here early in the morning. So I get out 
about seven o'clock in the morning. I came out with Roxy, a cup of coffee, did a bit of weeding, watering, tending to our plants, move things around, potting up where I need to, and so on. So hasn't been too bad. I do find that getting out early in the morning you know it's a bit cooler in the middle of summer so it, it makes it a bit more easier to work but it also sets me up for the rest of the day i feel like i've actually accomplished something before even leaving the house what have i been doing as i said i've been potting up a lot of plants we've got quite a few young plants still that haven't got homes and I'm using those more for like fillers so extra pumpkin plants although we did plant some a pumpkin into the bed here at home another crown prince and bambino pumpkins the extra ones we're going to keep potting those up and then we'll put them into some spare spaces as and when the time is right now, also, I have had to remove my Swiss chard or perpetual spinach plant. I've been growing this one single plant for about three years and it always gives us leaves. And in fact, we got good harvests of it this year, but it's just bolted too much now. It's time for it to go. So I dug that out and gave it to my chickens. Well, actually, what I did is just cut it off at the base, not so much dug it out. Cut it off at the base, along with all my other spinach, this the Millibar spinach that we often grow. They're all bolted. They're all going to seed. So it's time for those to go. Now added to that, we have been harvesting a few peas this week as well. Now, I've had a lot of trouble with pea germination, as I've said. And in fact, I've just seen there's a couple more peas that have just germinated that have been sown in the bed. So that's good. That's good. We might get a few more peas. Germination is still really poor in our peas. And I believe I'm not the only one. But just being able to harvest a few of these young peas, they're delicious, it has to be said, makes it worthwhile. I was on a mission to try and grow lots of peas this year because I really wanted lots and lots of beds of peas and have lots of peas in the freezer. Realistically, I don't think it is going to happen unless this last sowing that I made last week catches up with us. Now today on the Sunday when I got up this morning I was up early I didn't sleep very well last night because it was so hot and when I got up this morning I noticed there was forecast rain and a bit cooler in the morning so I came out and I actually went into my greenhouse and had a good tidy up in there. What I did is I've moved one of my root trainer shelves. I moved that outside actually, it's just because then I can start seeds off outside in root trainers without them getting too hot inside the greenhouse. But while I moved that shelf out of the way, I cleared out the weeds from underneath and, and tidied things up, rehung the watering system I have there, the solar powered trickle feeder. And that means that all my plants now should be getting well watered in there. I have also added in another tomato plant. My aim with a greenhouse was to use it more for starting seeds off as opposed to growing tomatoes and things like that. But I did figure, you know, a couple of tomato plants in there would do some good as well as the strawberries in hanging baskets. But I had room to put a third one in so I did that. I am planning a bit of a change over the winter months with my greenhouse to make it a bit more user-friendly I guess. I'm the type of person that when it comes to things like sowing seeds or or what have you I believe that we need to make it as easy as possible as well as almost have like a production line going on which is what I want to set up. used to have it when I had my old shed and since not having that sort of production line set up it hasn't quite worked to plan so I'm hoping 
we're going to do that instead. After I finished the greenhouse, it was getting very, very hot again, so I retired indoors and just cooled off for a little bit. My brother dropped around another water butt for us during this time, so it's a slimline one. Got to find somewhere for it to go, but when we do get some rain, you know, over the winter particularly, it's good to have extra water butts to try and catch as much water as possible. Everyone knows that... Well, I now have 15 water butts in my garden. They do look ugly, granted, but they do the job that I am after. Now, this evening, we actually had a shower of rain. Not enough to really water everything, but rain did come down. It was meant to be a bit harder from what the weather predictions were saying. It's not enough. It didn't even make it a dent into our water butts. So it wasn't a huge amount of rain, but it just cooled everything off this evening. It's made it a little bit easier to get outside and do a bit of work, tending to everything, and cool off, and just make everybody, I get a sense, everybody just feel a little bit happier. Hopefully that will mean that it's going to be a, a nicer night's sleep tonight. Right, well, I have been cooking up one of the vegetables I've harvested this week. Let's go find out what that is. Well, that brings us to the end of another fantastic episode of the Veg Grower podcast. I hope you have enjoyed our exploration of companion planting and I hope you have been inspired to go on and give it a try. Before we go, I'd just like to leave you with a mouth-watering recipe that celebrates the beauty of homegrown produce. Today, we have a delightful potato salad recipe. It will really tantalise your taste buds and make the use of those freshly harvested spuds from your garden. So what do we need? We take 500 grams of new potatoes washed and if they are large then cut them up into smaller pieces. We need half a cup of mayonnaise, two tablespoons of Dijon mustard, one small red onion which is finely chopped, two celery stalks finely chopped, two tablespoons of fresh dill also chopped and a bit of salt and pepper to taste. So the first thing we're going to do is get a pan of water on the boil. And once it's boiling, we add the new potatoes until they are tender. Then what we do is we just drain the water and let those potatoes cool. Now, while the potatoes are cooling in a mixing bowl, we're going to combine the mayonnaise, the mustard, the onion, the celery and the fresh dill. And we stir it well to create the dressing. Then once the potatoes are cooled, we add them to the bowl and give them a good stir and toss to completely cover them with the sauce. Season with salt and pepper to taste and then add any herbs and spices according to your own preference. Now, I do recommend covering the bowl and just refrigerate for an hour to really allow the flavours to meld together and then serve. And it is absolutely delicious. Barbecue season is here. Why not treat some of your guests to your own homemade potato salad absolutely delicious well that is it so thank you for joining us on this episode of the veg grower podcast remember the journey of growing your own food is a rewarding one filled with discoveries challenges and abundance if you haven't already please consider becoming a member of our supporters club at the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk to receive free seeds exclusive content and join our gardening community. Also, please do leave us a review on your podcast service. It does do me a real good favour if you could do that. I really do appreciate it. 
If you want to get in touch, my email address is richard at uk, or you can head to the website at uk and leave a voicemail. We are coming up to our 10th birthday and I am trying to get a few people to leave voicemails so that I can play on the 10-year-old special. Just a couple of weeks to go. If you could do that, that would be great. Just any message about the podcast, about growing your own, that would be absolutely fantastic. Now, finally, don't forget to follow us on social media, whatever channel you might be on. We will be back again next time. So until then, please take care. Please take care.